Pauline by Michael Guerin, Episode 3, Life's Three Paths. In 1979, Evan Wolfson told me he was committing his life to legalizing same-sex marriage. In 2015, he was one of a handful of people credited with accomplishing this goal. But his work on same-sex marriage, as incredible as it is, isn't why I'm calling him out. I call him out because he's a great example of someone who set himself a difficult life goal and reached it. Differences in the way that people set their life goals intrigue me. I've asked hundreds of people about it and their responses form a pattern. People comfortably self-identify as being members of one of three groups. The first group contains people like Evan, who set life goals they eventually achieve. The second group is made up of those who set life goals that remain persistently out of reach. The third is populated by people who say they set no life goals at all. They're content to follow the path life presents them. In this context, Evan is a member of the first group, but with a notable distinction. Evan's goal, legalizing same-sex marriage, was a monumental stretch. Evan is a person who set out to do the impossible and accomplished it. Think about that for a second. Think about a person who sets out to be the U.S. president or a notch down an NFL quarterback or someone who decides to be a professional ballerina or a movie star or a billionaire. I decided some time ago to make an informal study of people and their goals. What kind of person sets herself a goal? What happens to him when his goal is not achieved? I started looking for source material on the topic, but I couldn't locate much. So for the last decade or so, I've asked people a question with the following intro. I've asked a lot of people this question, and I'm constantly surprised that everyone seems to have a ready answer about themselves. I'll tell you what my current tally on this survey is after you answer this question. People appear to break into three distinct groups. Then I lay out what I laid out above. Now the question, which group are you in? I've asked about 200 people this question, and I've never had anyone hesitate to self-categorize. Note that this only works with people of a certain age. It doesn't make sense to ask people as they're starting out. Once they identify their group, I tell them the results of my informal study. Regardless of the number of times I've done this, the proportions remain about the same. One-third of respondents end up in each of the three groups. That division doesn't surprise me much. It seems reasonable the two out of three people eventually settle on some specific path or goal. What does surprise me is that a third of the people I've asked believe they've accomplished what they set out to do. I'm betting this is sampling error. It could result from the socioeconomic status of the people I know. Most are reasonably well-off professionals. I assume those numbers would change if I had a more randomized sample. My personal goal-setting story goes like this. In 1963, when I was 10 years old, my family moved to Switzerland. My father was a U.S. negotiator working on the nuclear test ban treaty in Geneva. My fifth-grade teacher at the International School was Mrs. Elderfield. One day, Mrs. Elderfield passed back our graded essay books. She announced that she'd like to ask four students to come up and read their stories to the class. She called the first reader, and the girl came up and read her work. When she finished, Mrs. Elderfield said, Wasn't that a wonderful story? That was the best essay in the class. Then she called up the second and the third, saying, Now we've heard the next two best. I was delighted to be called up fourth. Once I'd finished reading, she clasped her hands in front of her and gave me a stern look. 
And that, I'm sorry to say, is the worst story I've graded in all my years of teaching. Then she told me to go sit down. Oddly, the day she revealed me as the worst writer she'd ever had was also the day I decided to become a writer. Notice how I put that, to become a writer. I did not say that was the day I decided to write. The difference may seem slight, but the subtlety would vex me for years. The problem was that I had no idea if I wanted to write. I'd never practiced it at all. I was only in fifth grade. Worse, I was apparently no good at it. So while I had no idea whether I wanted to write, I knew I wanted to prove Mrs. Elderfield wrong. Compare Evan's ambition to mine. He hadn't said, I want to be a lawyer. That would equate to, I want to make a high six-figure salary, drive a fancy car, and join the country club. He'd said, I want to legalize gay marriage. I, on the other hand, hadn't said, I feel inspired to deepen people's awareness of man's inhumanity to man. What I'd said was, I want to be a writer. Evans accomplished his goal in spectacular fashion. I continue to struggle with my words.